Hello and welcome to the Jesus Witch Podcast. I'm your host, Lena Elsia Lee, also known as Lena the Jesus Witch on TikTok and Instagram. The Jesus Witch Podcast is a show dedicated to opening the conversation about including Jesus in witchery practices. The goal of this podcast is to not be evangelical. The goal is to spread the love, light, truth, acceptance, and oneness that is Jesus Christ himself. Here at the Jesus Witch Podcast, we believe all people are loved by God and all people are loved by Jesus. We believe in community and the power of fellowship. We believe in giving whatever you reasonably can to help your neighbor who's in need. And above all, we believe in the power of creating a relationship with Jesus that is authentic and unique to you. Join me for new episodes of the Jesus Witch Podcast every single Monday and be sure to subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting app. So this week on the podcast, I have a very special guest with me. Who are you? Introduce yourself. <laughs> Hi, my name is Ashley. <laughs> yep. <laughs> no, Ashley is my friend. Her and I actually met on TikTok. She's one of the um, church staff in the Jesus Witch Church, which is our free Discord community. Um, and Ashley and I bond over a very <laughs> unique and similar experience. And if whenever we get on Zoom calls, we talk about it for a very long time. And I said to her at one point, I'm like, we just need to record the conversation because it's really good. Um, and that experience is we've both had home births. Um, and during those births, we experienced like we had like a very spiritual experience with it. Now, I'm going to do a disclaimer before the episode even starts. I think you can have a spiritual experience uh, no matter what kind of birth you have um i know i can speak for the both of us on this plane uh we just had the unique experience of having the home ex- the home birth and like that's what is like what's it called similar between the two of us um but i think you could have this kind of experience if you have a hospital birth a c-section a birth center birth uh an induction birth i think it just matters on the perspective and the way that you ex- you're experiencing source and the, the way you are um asking the divine feminine or, or creation to like step into your birth space um so i think it does not matter where you have this kind of experience but we just had it in this kind of place so we want to talk about it because it's fun (laughs) so um firstly like let me ask you about like how like you know obviously you're a mom how many like kiddos have have, do you have did you have home births for all of them like what what is your background with like your kids and spirituality before this particular experience so I um I have four kids So my last birth was a home birth and, um, it's been kind of a journey along the way of one kid after another, like, um, my, uh, me and my husband have been together for, well, like 15 years total, but we've been married for 13 years. Um, when we, we had my first son, uh, about three years after we were married and, um, he, um, I didn't know anything really. Like I, I wanted to say like, I read all the wrong books and like, it just, um, I wasn't as educated about birth as I wanted, or I didn't know. I just didn't know. (laughs) Like, like I kind of knew things, but my mom wasn't super like open about the whole process of birth. Um, which is fine. Like, that's just how she was. But um, anyway, so my first birth, it was a great pregnancy. Um, 
as great as pregnancies are. I'm not a fan of being pregnant, but it was fine. <laughs> I'm not a fan of being pregnant either. <laughs> it's just not, it's just not, it's just not, not for me, you know, yeah. like, I think, you know, I look cute-ish while pregnant, but I'm just not, not it, you know, yeah. the whole like vomiting every day and like being uncomfortable and then also having to take care of other kids while you're pregnant. That's like a absolute, like, game changer killer it's terrible. in the worst <laughs> way yeah. so tired you're just yeah. tired you're not you're not in your regular body I feel like you just get taken over by another spirit which you basically do <laughs> yeah it's, it really yeah yeah it is it's a beautiful time I you know what I love being pregnant but I hate being pregnant but I love being pregnant but I hate it but I do it again yeah yeah <laughs> I'm good right now, but you need <laughs> not right. This. I need Scott to be a little bigger first. Yeah. Yes, that'll be Dexter will be your biggest help. But anyway. yes, but um, I just didn't know what I needed to know for actual birth, and even like the medical system, like ten years ago, like you just don't know things when you go into them until like you're in it, and that's how it was with Titus. He for me was a very like traumatic birth. He ended up as a C-section. I didn't have my doctor that um, was my doctor. I had an on-call doctor, um, so I don't mean to like steer anyone away from birth, <laughs> but my first one was not a good birth experience at all, which is just like yours lead it wasn't a great experience like no my first birth was like probably one of the worst days of my life single-handedly and I know that sounds like really horrible but it truly was um because I've had to do like a lot a lot a lot of therapy and work and like like constant there are still things to this day that I like fear or I feel and I can like pinpoint it back to Dexter's birth and he was born so like almost seven years ago in December it'll be seven years but essentially with his birth I like I don't feel like you where I read the wrong books and stuff I feel like I read the right books and I was surrounding myself with the quote-unquote right people um but I didn't I really just like put like rose colored glasses on and only looked at one very 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 specific and narrow lens of birth um because I was like convinced and because I was like 18 right I had my my I got pregnant with Dexter when I was 17 about to turn 18 so I had him uh, a couple months after I turned 18 and you know like everybody was telling me you're gonna be fine it's gonna be easy for you you're 18 this baby's just gonna pop right out you know so like I'm getting fed all of this then I'm like listening to like you know like birth stories of I had my labor in 10 minutes because I'm 18 years old blah, 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 blah. and I'm just really like focusing on this one this one very idyllic very simple very like cut dry birth experience that is not what happened and I was really not prepared for it um at all and I started to get really anxious I have a lot of medical trauma like in my life like I was a, a, you know my my birth as a like a you know Lena being born um I was a NICU baby I had to be like resuscitated at birth because I like literally died like it's like a whole whole story um so I've not had the easiest time with medicine and doctors and it's always given me a lot of anxiety um now a quick break from this week's episode of the Jesus Witch Podcast to talk about a few ways you can help support the show. 
one way you can help support the creation of the Jesus Bridge podcast is to become a supporter of us on Patreon. On our Patreon, there are four different tiers that you can choose from, and they're all named after tarot cards. We have the Fool, the Magician, the Hierophant, and the High Priestess. In the Fool tier, you get early ad-free episodes of the Jesus Witch podcast, extended show note pages when available, Christian tarot grimoire pages, and access to our monthly community oracle reading. In the Hierophant tier, you get everything from the Fool tier, tarot spreads to help your connection with Christ, spirit, your higher self. I also like to put out new tarot spreads for each full moon or new moon, wheel of the year holiday, and zodiac sign. In the Magician tier, you also get one Bible-based spell grimoire page each month. This teaches you how to incorporate the Bible into your own spell practice. In the Hierophant tier, you get everything from the Fool and the Magician tiers, as well as a Happy Mail package from me every single month with the ingredients to make a spell, as well as an extra Bible-based spell page for your grimoire. And then you get access to our spellcasting Zoom each month where we do the spell that I sent you together. In the High Priestess tier, you get everything from the Magician, Fool, and Hierophant tiers, as well as an extra Bible-based spell from the Sun and Moon Oily Co. in your Happy Mail package each month, and a one-on-one Zoom call with me every single month to discuss your practice, how you're growing, and any suggestions that I could give to you to help you on your path. Patreon tiers start at $6.66 per month, and you can find the link to that in the show notes page. Another way you can help support the show is by shopping at my Etsy shop, The Sun and Moon Oily Co. Over on the Sun and Moon Oily Co., I offer Bible-based spell oils, ritual bath salts, Jesus Witch or Christian Witch-specific mystery boxes, and custom spell oils. Over on my Etsy shop is where you can also book different types of readings with me. I offer tarot readings for your inner child, channel messages from Jesus or from Lilith. I also have a listing for general tarot readings. You could grab a soul contract reading between yourself and another person or yourself and a deity that you're working with or curious to work with. Or even grab an astrology reading for yourself or an astrology reading for your kiddos to help you parent them better and more effectively. There's also Jesus Witch merch on my Etsy shop and so many other things that I am planning on adding to my shop. So head over to the Sun and Moon Oily Co. to check that out. Another thing you can do to support the growth of the Jesus Witch podcast is join our Discord community. The Jesus Witch Church is our free 18-plus Discord community where we host Jesus Witch Church services and moon circles. This is your place to ask all Jesus Witch or witchy questions in general and make some really awesome friends. You can find the link to our church in the show notes page. Another free way you could support the Jesus Witch podcast is by sharing this show with a friend and rating it on whatever podcasting app you're using with five stars. Leaving us a nice review really helps get the word out about the show, and don't forget to subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting app. Another thing you could do to help the creation of the show is send a donation to the Jesus Witch Podcast via Cash App or PayPal. It takes a lot of time and effort for me to create the Jesus Witch Podcast, and getting donations helps me get the support and help that I need to be able to create this type of content for you. Donations also help keep this podcast free to everybody, so if you love this show and the information that's being put out there, please consider sending a donation to my PayPal or my Cash App. The username on both is the Jesus Wedge Podcast, but the link for both of those can be found in the show notes page. And the final way that you could help support the creation of the Jesus Wedge Podcast is by sending me a gift. In the show notes page, I have the link to my Amazon wish list. Everything that I put on this wish list was put there to help create content for you. Simply put, buying things off of this Amazon 
wish list helps me so that I don't have to purchase them myself. So I can put more of my resources in towards making the Jesus Witch Podcast. If you would like to support the Jesus Witch Podcast by buying me a gift or in any other way, you could find all the links to everything mentioned in this ad in the show notes page. Now let's get back to the show. So, you know, I'm in this very vulnerable state, you know, like you're literally like naked, you're, you're naked emotionally and like physically naked when you're about to give birth. They're telling me I need all of these like, you know, procedures and drugs and this, that, the third that I did not know about. I wasn't prepared for. I knew nothing really about these drugs, except for like, I watched one documentary, um, which was the Ricky Lake, you know, documentary and, um, really painted a horrible picture of all of these drugs, which like, I get it. Like you need to be informed, but you also need to have the information where like, sometimes you need these things. Sometimes they're necessary. Sometimes they're useful. Like, you know, like you need to be, I I don't know. I really like with Scott's birth. I really went into like the whole mindset of like balance. Like I have the birth that I want in my head, but like I, I started to like research benefits of like medical things so that if I ended up in that situation, I wouldn't have felt as like vulnerable. You know what I'm saying? Like I did then, but anyway, I, um, I'm in labor with Dexter and I'm, they're telling me I need all these things. And I'm like, whoa, 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 what the heck's going on? Um, so I start to get really anxious. And I'm like, okay, I just don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. And then the nurses come to me and they're like, well, if you don't do it, we're just going to call CPS on you because you're neglecting your baby. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, how about instead of that, you just like reason with me a little bit? I mean, I'm like not an unreasonable person. Um, so that like, to this day like I feel my mouth get all like white when I talk about this I start shaking I don't feel good like it's like something that truly deeply traumatized me so um I'm not saying that's that's the experience for all hospitals because after like my I had a midwife a hospital midwife working with me um for Dexter's birth and after she realized what the nurses were doing she pulled everybody out of my room except for one really young blonde little like cute perky little nurse she was so nice like got me through everything like she she was with me when and like she she had this nurse like literally like be like monitor my room to make sure nobody else came in nobody else did anything they when the anesthesiologist because I ended up having to get an epidural um which I genuinely needed it it was like actually at that point like my body was so fatigued that like I got the epidural and he was born like two hours later not even um like I really needed it kind of thing so you know she was there when I got the epidural done and everything and like so like that was after then it was like positive ish you know what I'm saying but you definitely have to like I don't know it was definitely like that that like really it was a very weird experience I felt like I did do the I took birth courses with Jack I had a doula I had this that the third like I thought I was doing it right and then I got blindsided and just like really like super traumatized by everything afterwards um yeah and after that that's when I went go went running towards the cult so (laughs) (laughs) right (laughs) it was like trauma trauma I'm like there you go (laughs) more no but you know I think about it and like I understand one why I ran to the church you know what I'm saying like I needed that like I was really trying to make sense of what the fuck happened to me in that room like quite honestly because I'm like I have to take care of this human, but like, I don't feel like a human anymore, like kind of thing. So like, what do I do? So I went to church, I went to therapy, I went to yoga, I did like every, like 
everything. <laughs> like you have that no community, it sounded like you just needed to be held and supported and helped through with that. Yeah. And you know, I that's like one thing. Like I really do, you know, the the church was really good at that. Like I will say, the church that I went to. And um, you know, like as good as they could be for, you know what I'm saying? But I feel like being there really like you know obviously I talked about this before it prepared me for here right but like the immediate preparation that being in that church was for me was training for Scott's birth like Mm -hmm. I think about the amount of bible reading the amount of verses that I had absorbed everything like that I had learned there and I really realized that that was like me just gaining all of this information so that by the time like I got pregnant with Scott, I'd be able to like spiritually work through this trauma that I did, like I experienced with Dexter and reclaim, you know, like birth for myself. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. But when you say that, it reminds me a lot of like um my birth then with Adira because I wasn't wanting to have any more kids after Titus because it was just so like traumatic after the C-section I was just like I can't do this again and like when you were saying about being blindsided I didn't even look at a C-section like I didn't even really understand what it was because it wasn't ever a conversation like you said it was just like I'm, this is how it's going to be and there's going to be no other options but there's tons of options there's tons of different medications and you're just not informed on all that unless you go out and like research it and you research the crap out of it <laughs> yeah and like not only that like you know I feel like a lot of people like hype up this like birth plan okay you're only 50% of the person that's planning this birth. Like, I'm just, just put that into perspective. Like your baby could have a whole other plan for what they want their birth to look like than you. Exactly. Yeah. So that's like also something. And like, you know, unfortunately we don't get to communicate with her unless you're like a super psychic, which like, if you are, I'm so jealous and we don't get to like, get those like informations from our babies. So sometimes you just have to like, and that's like one thing after I had Dexter, I used to like call him the little man with the plan because like, it would like help me like kind of mentally like work through and be like, okay, well that was just, you needed to do that. You needed to like teach me something before you came out. So, okay. (laughs) You know? Um, I love that because that was Titus too. It's like my firstborn. It's just they they teach you so much through that trauma. Like if and I like I, mine was years after that I had to keep going to therapy too because I just was really good at shoving everything down and like um, just being oh I'm fine it's fine I don't need to talk about it I don't need to worry about it. That's like what I tried to do with Titus's birth. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when we decided to have Adira, like all that stuff like came back, but I didn't go to therapy at that point yet. Still, I was just like, um, I'm going to push through. Like that was when I really relied more on the church. Um, I was kind of still in the church a little bit at that point, but I was really more connected with the Bible and like yeah, Bible verses and just being like kind of absorbed with all of that. And I'm like, I'm going to have this feedback. I'm like not going to have a C-section ever again in my life, even though I can't really like say that I just felt that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So well, sometimes you could like speak things over your life and then, you know, put the work in to make it happen. Exactly. You know? 
obviously the unexpected does happen. So you always have to be open to, you know, expecting the unexpected, but you, you can speak things over your life. Yeah. But that, that's the scary part too. You don't really know, but you just, and that's another thing I had to learn with my births was just like to speak things out, speak them into existence and then just trust that like it's going to happen and trust mm-hmm. that, trust that highest timeline. Um, and that's what I had to do with a lot of my births. And with the deer, it was very like push forward, just push through. I ended up going with a midwife. It was, I was still in the hospital with her birth, but, um, I had my V back with her and it was, it was still an interesting experience, but it was what I had wanted for her birth. <laughs> and we, yeah. had it. we had planned it too. So I was like, phew, okay. Like, we planned this, we planned our birth. I planned to never have a C-section again. And, um, like I still didn't go to therapy because I didn't think I needed to, cause I was just going to push through it and I was going to do it and <laughs> just not worry about all the trauma that like kind of came up then with my third child. I was yeah. like, I, I have to do this again. She wasn't planned. Um, <laughs> just kind of decided that I still needed to work on some stuff because I was just pushing it down. <laughs> yeah. And, and so, what you oh go ahead I was gonna say you know that the 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 only way like research wise that because I, mean, I had like severe postpartum depression and postpartum PTSD after I had Dexter after that whole experience and you know you're more likely to have it with your subsequent children if you you know don't do like some sort of um intervention and research has shown that the the best and only way that they have found to prevent postpartum depression is therapy during pregnancy really that's interesting wow so So, yeah while I was pregnant with Scott I enrolled myself in therapy right away because I'm like I am not getting postpartum depression again and I think I got a touch of it but it was like so functional that I didn't really notice (laughs) I feel that I had postpartum like depression throughout my like all of them I just don't remember it like I like really yeah you kind of like fog over a little bit too yeah with a lot of except for this last like with but I think it's still so recent with my fourth who was born like four months ago now about I'm just like I'm recovering from it I was like oh yeah that was that was kind of hard but and I went to therapy with my um throughout his um pregnancy but um I think I was able to I had to move through a lot of stuff I moved through a lot of stuff with his birth because Mm -hmm. it was just crazy but um one thing I wanted to say about my third baby's um pregnancy and birth was that's kind of where I was realizing it was more spiritual for me having these babies that they wanted me to learn that um because I read the book um it didn't start with me I can't remember mm-hmm. it all but it talks about generational trauma and how we inherit trauma up for up to three generations because when you're when you're a baby in your like or when your mom is in your grandmother's baby you're an egg in her yeah in her so like yeah all trauma is together mm-hmm. it's but yeah and that's like more particularly with um people who are assigned female at birth versus like you know boys but um or those who are assigned male at birth kind of thing but it is very true that you inherit like that like 
I don't know. There are like, this is really interesting because like, there are things like that. My mom didn't do right. Like emotionally, but my grandmother did, but I do. I've never met my grandmother. I mean, obviously I do believe I was like reincarnated from her, but like, you know, when you think of it in like the scientific aspect of it as well of like my egg was in her womb. Right. And like, some part of like me probably absorbed all the trauma that she went through it's just like something to think about you know exactly it's crazy it's something that's real crazy that's one of those things that like (laughs) you know (laughs) but yeah that's like scientific too which is really cool but um yeah so I felt like she was really my baby was having me go through a lot of this healing work to heal these generational traumas uh, specifically around birth because I just felt so much fear I felt and I would get like just like when I would meditate and stuff because I was really into meditation and tapping because I was just had all this trauma and stuff that was like just driving me crazy and making me very fearful and scared with my third um child's pregnancy and birth um I would have like just the visions that weren't my births, but they were like my grandmother's births, like just being strapped down. And like, I would talk to my mom about this and she's like, yeah, she wouldn't really talk about it because it was so traumatic. Um, but they like, um, I can't remember then what it's called. Twilight birth. Yes. (laughs) But I would have like the memories of that. And I just felt it with her birth. I felt very much connected to my one grandmother specifically but both of them were kind of just holding me and being like you can really do this you can break through these cycles um also with depression and stuff um but her birth was a lot of realizing that and then towards the end of my pregnancy with her was when I was about to start therapy but then like I had her so then I never ended up going to therapy mm-hmm. because it was just getting so bad like the birth trauma like how scared I was of birth um but then I ended up having her and I was induced with her um oh. I had to go in two weeks with her just because my my blood pressure was going yeah up. yeah uh, I was um sometimes you really need to do these things you know it's really they're truly like they were invented for a reason like I don't know Exactly. So I was getting preeclampsia, which I know for me, it was um, just so much anxiety and so much fear around it. Um, But thankfully, so the medical system is there to like save lives. And that's what it's really good Mm -hmm. at, I'd say, Um, because it did. It took care of me and um, my third baby. And then she was born fine. She was born like eight pounds. (laughs) Still, she was like two weeks early. Oh my gosh. Good thing you got her out two weeks early. <laughs> I, know, I know. Inductions are terrible though. Like they really are horrible. Like yeah. then I almost left because I wouldn't let them break my water. And I was like, I I was there for like for a night and then the next morning I had only progressed to like one centimeter oh my gosh yeah and I stayed up all night doing stuff I'm like okay we're just gonna come in another day like (laughs) yeah today and they're like no no we'll turn off all the stuff and you can try and rest because they put up my pitocin all the way up to 20 and like for a few hours and I just like they were like so back to back I was like this is 
terrible like yep. um... <laughs> I'm having flashbacks <laughs> it's yeah potassium yeah. contractions that's one thing that's one thing I really will say potassium contractions and yeah. natural contract not the oh no. my god well no I also had I forgot the name of the drug but they gave me something else first and it gave me literally like a four hour long super contraction and I just like and it was the point where I was so faded I fell asleep while having a contraction listening to fallout boy I remember this specifically I was listening to fallout boy having this super contraction and like dreaming about like guitars <laughs> I'm like what the hell is going on oh my gosh you're tripping out hard i was tripping (laughs) i mean like real bad i mean you can't blame me at that point i was i was in labor land like but yeah (laughs) no it was bad (laughs) then with her though like we turned off all the medicine and um, all the Pitocin was turned off and my body was still having contractions. So it did work. It made my body Good, like go yeah. labor and they just turned it like back on. And I don't think it went past like three because my body was like doing its thing and contracting. And then, then like, a, like maybe six or six to eight hours later, she was born. Like, mm-hmm. that's not that bad. Yeah. It really, I mean, like, is it considering? really not that bad I feel like in those moments I'm like she's never gonna be born they're never gonna be born like (laughs) these babies are not gonna come out (laughs) that's how that's the well when when you get to that point the like it's not gonna happen that's when usually it's like right about to happen (laughs) exactly it's great (laughs) um but no that's that's a it's a it's an interesting like experience and it's like it's cool that um your third Adira she's the third that Fiona. I Fiona's didn't say the third. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? Yeah, you tricked me. You didn't say her name. <laughs> I know I did. <laughs> I said Adira's name, but I didn't. <laughs> you know what? Um, but like with her birth, it seems like you kind of like started to get on that path of like really figuring out what you wanted. Um, and yeah. like you, you had like some sort of like a more in depth spiritual relationship, but like I, I'm curious about like your fourth because I know that was like a bigger like kind of like a like sort of thing like with me with Scott um but like firstly was was Ezra planned no he was not planned either <gasps> he I was, was like hello he was like we have no idea still <laughs> how he was conceived because <laughs> with with Fiona we have an idea <laughs> yeah no he just wanted to be here yes. <laughs> I love that <laughs> we like, like I know you need one more mom I'm gonna I'm gonna get you <laughs> this is my way in (laughs) we don't know how (laughs) but he just exactly very big surprise because I was fun that whole year like it was probably yeah it was basically that whole year I had gotten to my healthiest like body I was like super healthy um I was working with a health coach I had started my own business I was doing personal training at a gym, but I also had started my own business, like doing mm-hmm. stuff because I had like a, this is just like my whole life was like, this is how it's going to be. Matt quit his job to watch the kids so that I could focus on what I wanted to do. So like this big, huge shift changed in our life. Yeah. And then like, 
And then like at the end of the year, it was like, surprise, like (laughs) baby. I was like, what? (laughs) So like slightly shifted, like where I wanted to be. And a week before I found out I was pregnant, I had started therapy because I had some issues I wanted to work through or so I thought. But then once I found out I was pregnant, I, it felt like a time warp that I had gone back to when I was going to go to therapy with Fiona. And I just felt to myself like, no, you still have work you need to do around this birth trauma. <laughs> Oh my gosh. It was incredibly That's some timing. Yeah, it was wild. And they're like, no, you have, this is why you're doing therapy. You're going to work through this like trauma. So I did a lot of EMDR Mm -hmm. uh, or specifically around like birth trauma, especially around Titus's because I just have a lot of like fears. And through the whole pregnancy, I was like, I was planning for a home birth, but I was like, I don't know if it's even going to happen. So I had to, I had to let go of a lot of fears and a Mm -hmm. lot of just, just feeling like I couldn't do it, but I could do it. And that's what Ezra wanted me to know is that you can literally do it if you set the intention and let go of all the fears and just set it there and hold it, hold the vision. And it's not going to be how you want it to be. It's not going to show up how you want it to show up. It never happens how you want it to happen. Yeah. But no, that's so good. Yeah. (laughs) But, um, so his pregnancy was really good. We just did therapy. I worked out still through the, I know your TikToks of you like lifting shit while you were pregnant. I'm like, I can barely lift a fucking pencil. (laughs) She's like, (laughs) I did it with all of them. Adira, I was the strongest. Fiona, I did not feel very strong. And Ezra, I was okay. Titus, I was afraid to lift weights because I read the wrong books (laughs) that said weights. (laughs) But, um, (laughs) but his, um, I guess I can go into his birth. I don't think I have anything else to say about his the pregnancy with him did you so before his birth so I know like preparing for a hospital birth at least in my experience and then intentionally preparing for a home birth were two separate things right so did you prepare spiritually at all for your home birth or like mentally like what did you do to get yourself in that mindset I did a lot of like just meditating and visualizing um I also did a lot of work like I just connected a lot with my guides and um, just, and a lot of with my ancestors too, like, like with Fiona's birth, it was just very much like, you can do this, like, because I just didn't have the confidence or belief that I could do it. I was just so mm-hmm. stuck in this, like, almost like a victim mentality, but just like, I needed to gain this strength of being like, I can do this, like, and just actually see it. Because even now, like, I'm almost like, how did that happen? Like, that's just crazy that it happened. It almost doesn't feel real. Mm-hmm. But to like hold on to it and be like, that that really happened. Um, and I'm trying to think of the other things that were very spiritual about it. Um, I guess I can just go into like his actual birth. My one other question. Did you have a birth space? Did you like create like, like a little like space with like a nook, like a lot of like those women do, or did you just, yeah, I did it in, um, our bedroom. 
like we were planning on having a water birth. So mm -hmm. um, I had a space in the bathroom where our tub was going to be. But I also, I also was like undecided if I wanted to have like a land birth or like not in the water. Yeah. <laughs> but like, cause I was also really afraid that my midwife was going to like say that I couldn't do it at home and that I would have to go into a hospital. So for some of my birth, I was like preparing for her to not be there. <laughs> So like, it's kind of weird. Like I was in a weird space, but I did have a space like that I had envisioned like having him and I had my mm -hmm. applications like all hanging up above um, the area and they're still up there because I just love them and I don't want to take them down. What kind of affirmations did you write? Um, Probably my favorite one was like, I surrender to like what my body's doing, like a lot mm -hmm. of like which was has been a theme for my life for like the past two years now but like I surrendered the process I allowed like the highest um my highest I can't remember what it is now I should have brought them in but like my highest timeline or my highest um like outcome yeah. yeah I asked because I wanted to I was trying to I was literally <laughs> pinching for the word affirmations because I wanted you to mention those because I feel like those are really important in like birth in pregnancy in general and like especially if you're doing it from like a spiritual perspective because that's really like our words are spells so your affirmations are like mini spells that you're speaking over yourself every day every time you read them every time you look at them um so that is why I was trying to cherry pick for that thank you <laughs> so true that's like such a good one um but yeah I put those up like a few weeks before and I, so I could see them and like say them and mm -hmm. And I wanted it to, in my bedroom because I'd see them all the time. I was tired. I was sleeping a lot. <laughs> and so. Yeah. So, what did you do? Yeah. <laughs> and also I journaled a lot too. Um, I should say that journaling really helped me kind of move through a lot of stuff. Um, I haven't journaled recently as much, but um, it helped me a lot through my pregnancy with him mm -hmm. to really just write down stuff and then see it um and say it and yeah I actually journaled quite a bit too while I was pregnant with Scott <laughs> that I think about it I also wrote a lot of bible studies while I was pregnant with Scott that's wild <laughs> <laughs> this is like only me behavior you know what I'm saying like <laughs> why <laughs> I love that. <laughs> no, I, I, I have a, I, yeah, that was a, I did similar. Okay. So let's talk about his birth and then I'll talk about my experience. So what was your like actual like birth like? So I had, um, that, oh my gosh, my brain isn't working, but that, um, prodromal labor. So the, where you, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I remember that for like weeks. You're like, yeah, I'm having contractions, but I'm not in labor. Yeah. And I've had it with my other kids. So I really wasn't like, I was like, whatever, these are happening again. It's fine. So it happened for a few weeks. Um, and then like, they kept getting like stronger and then they go away. So I really didn't like pay much attention to them. Um, the day that it happened or the day that he was born, um, I, it, I was having contractions in the morning, but they still weren't very strong. 
they kind of were all throughout the rest of the day they were there and they weren't really going away I'm like okay this is weird um but then that evening my husband was going to go to work and I was like I've been having contractions all day I don't think you should go to work and I really didn't want him to not because like to miss any work because mm-hmm. I just didn't want him to so I'm like I hope this is the real thing it better be the real thing and like I was like all emotional and stuff um and then that that night we called my midwife and um she was like well try to go to sleep because it was like 10 at that time like 9 or 10 she's like try to go back to sleep if you can get some rest and like I just couldn't <laughs> like I was like yeah this is terrible I can't sleep so then we called her back and Matt's Matt's like she can't sleep like I think you need to come here and so then she's like oh okay and so then they they got all their stuff and they came here they tried to set up the pool but our sink and water didn't really work which Mm -hmm. is kind of I don't know I just kind of didn't really want a water birth at that point like I did but I didn't I was like it probably was because it wasn't gonna work so (laughs) but um it was very intense um I no position felt comfortable I was very like Mm -hmm. achy and weak feeling and I felt like I couldn't even like hold myself up. And the only comfortable position for me was standing up, um, holding Matt, like, like spinning in a circle, like, or my yep. hips, like spinning in a yeah. circle. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, you need to hold me. And he just like held me and I like grab onto him. Like, Where were your other kids? Were they just like chilling, watching TV or did they go somewhere? They were sleeping. Cause it was like, uh, oh bit. yeah, it was still night. Yeah. Yeah, because it started to get really intense at like 10, 11 o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. So they were all sleeping. And then, yeah, it was just got more and more intense. But I felt like it wasn't going to happen that night. I don't know why. I just didn't think it was going to happen that night. Um, my midwives were so wonderful. Like, I don't know. They, it was just so beautiful how they just like stepped back. And they really didn't like talk. They were just like they're holding space so well, which I've never yeah. experienced. Yeah. How they hold space. My, I don't even, I don't even remember where my midwife was half the time. Yeah. They were just yeah. so it and like, yep. So beautiful. But I, I was getting really anxious before they came there and getting really worried and just like not feeling good, like in my head. But then once they got there, I just felt very like a lot more calm and just like a lot better in my headspace at least. Um, so my water broke and that's basically like when he was like, he, they were like, okay, do you want, would you like to sit on a birth stool? Because I'd been standing for like a couple hours. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. They're like, would you like to sit on this birth stool? And I was like, oh, like I'll try. <laughs> and that was like, after my water broke, I think they like could probably figure out that he was going to come like really soon. Yeah. And so, um, well, there's like a part of your back, this is, you know, sciencey, but a part of your tailbone that when you like fully dilate, it like pops up a certain way and a trained midwife will be able to notice that and know that the client is about to give birth. And that's usually when they start to maneuver you. Yeah. Oh, I had no idea. (laughs) That is so cool. I researched the weirdest shit when I was pregnant with Scott with no idea. 
it's amazing but yeah like the birth stool is so weird to sit on I felt like I was gonna fall over and that's like when it got so easy like that's I had never like just been able just to sit there and they never checked me I didn't know like how dilated I was so I didn't really want to push ever because I was like Mm -hmm. how dilated I am I just want to breathe this baby out and that's like what I did I just like I know it sounds weird but I didn't push the baby I just like intentionally breathed downward yeah it was so like calm and relaxing Mm -hmm. and just feeling yourself open up and just it was beautiful really that is it's it's like um Firstly, it's not crazy because scientifically there is the fetal ejection reflex, which if a woman is, you know, in a position where gravity can take over and relax enough, you know, the baby will just go boop out of the, the body. Uh, but two, you know, your breath is really strong. And like, ultimately, what are you doing when you're pushing? You're, you know, bearing down and pushing all your breath downwards. So if you're just intentionally breathing downwards, it's like the same thing, but not as abrasive exactly yes yeah and it was Mm -hmm. it was so good and I had always wanted to experience that um and I got to experience that I didn't have anybody telling me that I was pushing wrong or that I needed to push or that I was this or that I literally just let my body tell me what it wanted to do or let my baby tell me what I wanted to do and I had listened to so many birth stories before that and like that's what people would say and I'm like I just want to experience that and then I got to experience that. <laughs> so yeah. it's so awesome. So his birth. So it really was a, like five minutes of that when I sat down, like it was, I don't know how many contractions, I think like two or three contractions. And then he was, he was born and they were yeah. like, they like, before he was born, they were like, yeah, you can touch his head. And it was just like the the best feeling. His head was extra warm. I feel like, <laughs> like, I don't remember that. <laughs> like he has an extra warm head. <laughs> no, I was not into doing any of that stuff. <laughs> it's like, get this shit out. Like I'm done. <laughs> yeah. yeah I'm just like, it's never going to happen. It's never going to come out. <laughs> no, no. Um, so I just, my question is like, what was your biggest like spiritual takeaway from Ezra's birth specifically? Uh, just like a huge lesson on surrender and letting go. Like, because that's what it kept coming back to. Like mm-hmm. I would grab my fear back up and be like, I have to hold this. I have to hold this fear. I, because I can't trust anybody to take care of me. And then like, the universe god source would just be like you don't need to hold that just let it go like you can set your intention you can plan and take action but holding on to your fear is going to bring your fear into reality mm-hmm. what i kept kept seeing kept happening in my life um i kept having fears that were just getting bigger and bigger and bigger like snowballing and so i just had to let go of those and that's like way harder than you just think like oh I can just let it go but it's incredibly hard when it's like inside your body um when the trauma and the fears are like held inside your body Um, Mm -hmm. it was a lot of spiritual work but also working through those things 
like with my body too yeah that makes sense no that makes sense and like you know like you mentioned like doing the tapping and um you know therapy and stuff and that's ways of working it out through your body so it's like ultimately it comes down to like doing magical and mundane things together exactly yeah I love that story thank you for sharing your birth story Oh, thank you for letting me share it. <laughs> I love it. Now I'm going to be obnoxious and I'm going to share mine. <laughs> I love your stories. <laughs> so, so obviously Scott was my second baby. Um, I got pregnant with him actually when I was still in the church. So this was at the point where I was really starting to like get jaded by it and kind of like the rose colored glasses were like falling. You know what I'm saying? And I was really starting to like see this place for what it was um so I I basically like I found out I was pregnant with him and a lot of things led up to the other and I was really like I ultimately like I thought to myself can I can I raise my children in this environment and the answer is no so I had to leave the church and it was really difficult time because at the same time of leaving the church you know and being pregnant I was losing my entire community um and like the people that had held me for like multiple years um, and I knew it needed to happen because they would not have like accepted like Scott really into the church community since like Jack and I, um, he's not a, a, a disciple kind of thing. Like he's not, you know, whatever. And he just, it wouldn't have been like, he wouldn't have been like loved with open arms. So I knew I had to leave. Um, so through his pregnancy, like I said before, I, I did a lot of therapy. I wasn't like a therapy, like two, three times a week when I was pregnant with Scott, um because I was working through all the shit that I had dealt with with the church and then I was also working through Dexter's birth trauma and Dexter's birth trauma it during Scott's pregnancy manifested itself in a very peculiar way where I genuinely thought Scott was going to die I did not think he was going to make it to be being born um I was so afraid that I was going to lose this baby. It was like my my midwife was so perplexed by this because like I've never had a miscarriage in my entire life, thank God. Um, I've never experienced like, you know, infertility, loss, any of like, no, I've, I don't have any issues that should logically go from like, you know, this thought to this thought. It was just really, really weirdly being manifested and um my midwife recognized that this was like a really big issue with me so she was sending me for ultrasounds like not all the time but definitely more than you would typically do um and I was happy to get all these ultrasounds because like they really did give me a peace of mind and they really did help me like connect like you know I'm a Taurus I need to be like physically like I need to like see it to believe it so being and another big thing with Scott that I should mention this motherfucker he never used to kick me he he purposefully would not kick me because he liked to make me anxious. <laughs> no, in reality, it's because I had an anterior placenta, so my placenta was between me and the baby. Um, <laughs> but, you know, Scott was just causing chaos from day one, so I was, like, really freaking out. Um, like, Ashley, like, I did not think I was going to have this baby until he was, like, 30 weeks 30 weeks pregnant with him that's when I was finally like oh yeah maybe maybe he'll come to term like Lena like come on sis like what the heck so 
um you know that was like a really I had a lot of anxiety too and I guess I you know thinking about it I guess like that that anxiety because you know when I was pregnant with Dexter they were telling me that they were going to call CPS on me and you know for me I'm a young mom and my ultimate my thought goes if you're going to call CPS on me they're going to take my kids away like kind of thing so I think that the reason why I thought Scott was going to die is because I thought that you know somebody was going to take my kid away and that was really the only way that that could have happened in the situation that I was in you know what I'm saying so I had to work through that like firstly like realizing I was going to keep him but at the same time, there was, I was deconstructing from the church. So I was like reading a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of Bible verses. And, you know, that's why I was writing all these like Bible studies and like going through and like, um, you know, like last week in the Jesus Witch Church, we did a church service uh, through Galatians, like so, and so, some of it was through Galatians. That was part of like what I was writing when I was pregnant with Scott, like trying to like work through all of these like different spiritual like things like how do I want to raise what like basically the I guess I the question wasn't and I didn't really think of it this way at the time but like again now that I'm looking back um I was really trying to figure out how do I want my kids to experience Jesus and how do I want them to experience God and that's really how I was like working through that with Scott um while I was pregnant with him was reading a lot of Bible writing a lot of studies and like just deconstructing like I'd find a verse and then I'd write 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 like I'd write pages upon pages upon pages on one verse it was like crazy um and just like trying to like, and basically going from this one verse and then being like, well, it reminds me of this one here. And this one says this, and then this one says this, and then, you know, like piggybacking. And it was like very interesting how my brain was working like that at the time, but also um, I was getting reintroduced to occult stuff. Um, before I joined the ICOC, I had, that's when I started studying astrology. I never, I never stopped studying astrology, even when I was in the church and they said it was a sin. I'm like, God made the stars. It's not that much of a sin, guys. So I was still, <laughs> still doing astrology, but I had like burned my tarot cards. I stopped doing pendulum. Like I stopped doing everything else that I was doing um, when I joined the church. But when I was pregnant with Scott, I started to do these things again because, um, my mother-in-law and I were like cleaning out her basement one day and we found my father-in-law's tarot cards and I started shuffling them and like whatever. And Scott, this is like one of the rare times I remember like feeling Scott like kick me like crazy while I was inside of him. So that was kind of like the way that I would like talk to him and talk to my guides while I was pregnant with him was doing tarot with this deck and like, you know, discussing like, what do I need to like work, let go of to move forward in this experience? And like, you know, what is it that, you know, this baby's trying to teach me and how do I like, you know, like, what does he want from me sort of thing? Um, it's also aligns with like Scott basically named himself because we kept finding things that belonged to Jack's uncle Scott um, while we were cleaning and they were like but like on really like specific dates like we would find we found his like death card like his uh you know like funeral card on the day that he died and then we like found his like bird watching book on his mom's birthday and then we found like another thing of his uh, his his funeral flowers on his birthday it was like really like yeah like specific stuff to find um so it was like a really like spiritual pregnancy in that sense. And then I was also getting energy work done. Um, I was getting a lot of craniosacral therapy done, um, which is like kind of like, 
Reiki, but with muscle fascia specifically, like, you know, like your muscle fascia is kind of like the webbing that's on top of your, mu- your muscles. So it's basically like sending energetic like uh, signals to the muscle fascia, like to your webbing to help heal your body. And um, I credit craniosacral therapy, like for helping me go into labor with Scott, for putting Scott in the correct position. Like he was like, kind of like tilted weirdly right before I went into labor. And I go to my, my natural partner, Mark, I, you're going on vacation. You need to put this baby the right way. So before he did, he spent like like two hours, like, like, you know, whatever. And he's not moving him. His hands are not even touching me. Right. Like it's just, you know, sending the energy, the energetic sense. And then, you know, I would feel Scott, he settled like into place. It was crazy. So I did all of these like weird. Oh, another big thing Scott and I did was sound healing. He would do the, my naturopath would do drumming for me. Um, Cause I was, uh, I was working through a lot of like allergy issues. I have a, a chronic illness called mast cell activation syndrome. So I have like a lot of like issues with like allergies and like um, eating like different foods. Cause it'll bother me and like medicines and all these stu- like silly things. So I was doing, you know, holistic treatments for it. And it actually like worked quite well. Like I can eat whatever I want now. Thank God. Knock on wood. Oh yeah. gosh. I don't have wood. <laughs> knock on, <laughs> knock on the house enough. Okay. Um, so, uh, you know, I did all these like different things and all these like, you know, woo woo, like kind of whatever's like, um, it was a very interesting experience for me. Um, and then like you, I had my birthplace set up. I had a bunch of affirmations. I had sent you my birth affirmations at one point I sent you, cause I still have all of them saved in a, in a photo album. Um, and I used Bible verses. Like I used the one from Esther, like, um, I was born for such a time as this, um there's another one like um the end of my strength is only the beginning of his um my favorite from second corinthians uh, you know because i got a shout out something made, written by paul right um mm-hmm. but second corinthians 12 like um my 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 his weakness is made perfect in my strength so therefore i'll boast about my weaknesses um like all these like different like verses like that like um you know then there were also like affirmations like my body's strong my body's safe like I'm I you know Jack's you know I can trust Jack like things like that um but I feel like for me it was more important the bible verse ones because I was still like freshly out of this church and I remember I was in labor with Scott like I finally got into labor with him um it wasn't like a really like it was really interesting because his birth and Dexter's birth were like the same but different um so with Dexter like my water tour and that's why I ultimately like had to be like induced and like all the drama happened with him um so with Scott my water tour so my midwife was like all right you know like this happened to you before like this is nothing like abnormal but let's see if we can like stimulate some contraction so she gave me this like homeopathic thing to take and then I also had to go and make like a castor oil smoothie which like do not do this without the guidance of a midwife please please don't I had midwives like I had multiple midwives like making sure I also lived two minutes away from a hospital at the time like don't do things don't don't be stupid be smart okay like always 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 be smart ultimately so I was with the guidance of my midwife doing castor oil horrible horrible firstly why are you gonna do that without the guidance of midwife because it tastes nasty you know what I'm saying like oh so I and like (laughs) actually 
I gave birth to Scott in 2019. I just threw out the castor oil from that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's awesome. That's something I would do. <laughs> so I saved that shit for so long. Like, I don't know why. Oh, but, what um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I guess, like, I know castor oil actually is, like, really good for your hair, apparently. Oh, okay. Um, So I could have made a hair serum with it. But, like, I don't know. Looking at that bottle was giving me, like, PTSD one day. And I'm like, you gotta go. Like, you just gotta go. <laughs> Very bad. Because <laughs> she made me eat it. She made me eat it with almond butter. And I hate almond butter. I'm like, why are you doing this to me? Um, Like, do you hate me? And she's like, no, just do it. Um, she was right so I mean like I'm glad I listened to her um but I ate the it it did kickstart my labor because he was ready he was ready to come out like I was or he was you know early both my kids were early but like they were ready like they I knew in my heart of hearts I was like I am not making it to September um I was due September 15th but I knew I was not making it to September and I knew like he was ready you know what I'm saying so that's why I was like okay with like doing all this so we do you know the castor oil I'm like like progressing but like not really so we do like um another round of like the homeopathy and that like all of a sudden makes the contractions work really really well and it's not like um the intense like pitocin contractions but it it helped me get from like I forgot all the labor terms, but it helped me get from point A to point B. You know what I'm saying? Like, it yeah. got me to go. So I'm doing that. I'm like, whatever. And I'm just like, in my head, I'm like, thinking about, because I'm at this point, like, I've been in labor for a while. My water's torn. Um, You know, like, I'm terrified that we're going to have to go to the hospital. Like, I'm like, terrified of this. Like, I'm like, oh, my gosh. And, and one thing I should say, through my pregnancy, like, I was really afraid of having a hospital transfer. So I, um, because I knew, like, doing a hospital tour would ease my anxiety. I actually toured my local hospital. I got myself very familiar with the C-section rooms. They let me go as far as they could into the C-section rooms. Because I said to myself, if I'm going to be here, I'm probably going to be here for a C-section. I, I'm like, in, you know, like I meet all, meeting all the hospital staff. I'm like doing my due diligence while I'm pregnant with him, really crossing my eyes, tossing my teeth, right? Kind of thing. So I'm in labor and I'm like, oh shit, this is why I was doing this. Cause I'm going to have a hospital transfer. And ultimately I'm just like, Jesus, like, I'm like, no, not even Jesus. I was not praying to Jesus. I was praying straight up to God. I'm like, God, I'm so sorry. I left the ICOC. Like, I know that was the wrong decision. I know I should not have left the church and you're showing that to me now. You know, this labor is not going the way that it should, but like, and I know I don't deserve it but please 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 give me a home birth because I can't deal with the trauma of going back to I just like can't do it again like I really can't do it and at that point I kind of like feel this like very warm energy and very like very 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 feminine it felt like a mom energy and being like Lena like it's not a matter of you don't deserve it like kind of thing and it's like you deserve it like kind of thing like you deserve it like get like basically like just being like get your head in the game like just it was like this very like kind of like thing and I'm in my pool I gave birth to Scott in a little like kiddie pool of fishes on it <laughs> so I'm in my kiddie pool literally swimming in this bitch like my midwife's like I have never seen somebody do what you are doing in this tub right now it's hysterical I'm like swimming around and I'm like thinking to myself like oh my god she needs to break my water she needs to break if she does not break my water I'm gonna like lose my mind like I'm starting to get PO'd about this like I'm like getting really angry at the fact that she won't break my water and all of a sudden my water breaks I'm like oh I did that with my mind 
I love that. <laughs> so I'm like, you know, now we're at that point where it's like, and then like within 10 minutes, Scott's born. But I remember like pushing and like seeing this like white light, you know, like, like just like the only thing I can compare this white light to is the same. And this is fucking creepy, but the same exact white light that I saw after I was rear-ended by that drunk driver, wherever I went to, it's the same light. But the difference was that one was, you know, after the acid was really cold. It was like a sad light. This one was like very warm, very like all encompassing. And like to this day, like I, I can like see it. You know what I'm saying? Like I can like see it. Like it was like it starts very small and it's just like opening, 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 opening until he was born. And after that, I knew I was like, I encountered something that was not God. So that's when I really started to like look into like divine feminine, Holy Spirit. Like I was like, was that Mother Mary? But I'm like, no, that doesn't resonate with me because Mother Mary work never really like, aside from using her to help me be a peaceful parent, Mother Mary work didn't really feel genuine to me. You know what I'm saying? So um, I'm working through, you know, like figuring it out. And ultimately like, that's when I like realized that there was a goddess and there's a god and a goddess and I started to use like she her pronouns for you know the holy spirit and that's when I started to do all you know the tarot reading and like really trying to like teach other people about you know witchery and it was a really weird experience because it like opened this door for me to like realize like one like just because I'm not in a church doesn't mean I'm unworthy of like a beneficial relationship with with spirit um I also learned that there was a divine feminine and I also feel like I gained intuition through that experience. Like, I feel like that's what started like my like, quote unquote, psychic mind to open up. Ultimately, this is really morbid, but I do think the accident is what like sealed the deal. And that's why I have a really good intuition now is because like, whatever happened there kind of now I can communicate with spirit. But like, what happened with Scott's birth like allowed me to like start that and that's how I learned tarot and um you know like I learned how to read other people's astrology charts that were my own um throughout like that time I mean like I had read family and stuff but like outside of family you know what I'm saying and like it really opened me up to a whole different experience and I feel like that happened because I met I I feel like I really met the divine feminine during that birth like, that's really the only thing that it comes down to for me, you know? Yes, that's so beautiful. Yeah, but that's that's a story. So, I mean, I wanted to have you on because obviously you and I talk about birth all the time. Like this episode, I told you, I'm like, I don't care if nobody listens to it. This is for me and you and that's that. <laughs> oh, thank you. I love it so much. <laughs> it was, it's fun. Like, I feel like it's fun, but also like if, you know, if people listen to it, like, I like the biggest takeaway I, I want people to get from it is like birth really can be a spiritual experience. It should not be something that you fear that, you know, um, it's like a, you look at as like a scary, horrifying, like a procedure or whatever. No, it, it could be like a really beautiful thing no matter what context you have to give birth in as long as you're going into it with this like perspective of inviting spirit and source into your life and like learning a lesson from it ultimately oh yeah that's exactly what I feel like each birth for me after my first one was it was just a lesson and they Mm -hmm. just more specific each kid yeah oh gosh I don't want to know what the third one wants to teach me (laughs) 
it's it gets intense and so it's not a bad thing it's just intense but that's labor too it's intense <laughs> they, they don't call it labor because it's easy they call it labor because it's work like, exactly my <laughs> midwife said that to me at one point i'm like noonie that's like not what you tell a pregnant person she's like who's gonna tell it to you then I'm like, okay touche I love that. <laughs> I loved her. She ultimately wasn't there at my birth because she was getting married. Oh. Like, oh, man. But, I mean, I forgive her for that. But she sent this, like, really awesome midwife who was French. And she was, like, from France. And, like, she had been doing this for a long time. And, like, I don't know, like, the European-trained midwife, I'm like, wow, this is, like, really fancy. Like, oh, my gosh. That is so cool, though. <laughs> she was awesome. I loved her so much. She definitely needed to be there at Scott's birthday. Like, she definitely matched Scott's energy. She went, you know, along with the punches. And like I said before, when you were talking about you, like, I didn't even know she was there half the time until, like, Jack had to go take care of Dexter for a little bit. Um, and at that point, she, you know, she was hanging out with me. And, you know, it was it was fun. Like, I had fun with her. We were laughing. We were joking. Like, it's just it was fun and you know like no matter who was there the thing that matters and it really like this also goes for a hospital birth too like especially if you're you know you get to pick your provider um just picking somebody who's like rooting for you you know and I knew that my I trusted my midwife that I hired like she had multiple midwives on call for her like when she was doing her wedding but she um she ultimately was ultimately was like I sent I sent this person there because I knew that you were going to get along with her and I knew that she was going to be the right person for you so like she had my best interest in mind even when she was like getting married you know what I'm saying like it's important to pick a care team like that too oh yeah That's yeah awesome. <laughs> but yeah this was a great conversation um yeah. is there a place on the internet that people can come and connect with you yeah, I'm on Instagram at Ashley Fox, the A-S-H-L-E-Y-F-A-W-K-S. Um, and then I'm on TikTok, the same name at Ashley Fox. Those are probably the two best places to find me on social media. Oh, cool. Besides the church, because she's also in the Jesus Witch Church. But I will leave your, uh, it's a cool place, you know, it's fun. <laughs> we have we have some fun times. Um <laughs> But I will leave your links to your social media in the show notes page so people can find you and they can connect. Oh, awesome. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs>